welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where you cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name's Kate. And my name's Amy. Hey, so a little bit different this week. How are you all? Amy, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sinead's going to take, obviously, the big glaring obvious here is that I'm not Sinead and Amy's not me. Uh, Sinead is going to take a few weeks off from the podcast, but she will be back. Everything's absolutely fine. She'll just be back to us in a few weeks. But for the moment, I have a beautiful co-host to fill in for Sinead, the lovely Amy Hayes. <laughs> it's always been my life goal to try and be Sinead Riley. So. <laughs> I don't know. Technically, are you me and I'm Sinead? I don't know. No, I don't know either. The fact that I'm hosting the Zoom call is un- unsettling. I don't like being in this position of responsibility. Like, <laughs> <laughs> normally when we record the podcast, Sinead's like setting everything up, got all the Excel sheets. Basically, I just turn up and I log yeah, in. That's what I did. And I'm like, hey, here I am. Let's chat. And now that I feel responsible to make sure that this recording actually succeeds and gets sent to Sinead, I feel like I've got a lot more pressure. Like the eyes are on me, if you will. Hashtag Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't feel that level of pressure. No, I didn't think you would. (laughs) And I've winged it both times. So. Yeah, so this isn't Amy's first appearance on the podcast. She has been with us, what did you say, two other times? The first time we talked about cast member stories. It was a a real Tales from the Crypt kind of episode. Mm, That was actually, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that one. I really Um, enjoyed that one. That was a great night. You were on a second one? Yeah, during during lockdown when there was no Disney news. I was like a filler episode. Yes, I remember this now because I was like, I don't remember you coming over to Sinead's house. No, it was my yeah. to figure out if you guys could yeah. like record over Zoom. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has changed your lives. I mean, look at this. Otherwise, the pod would have had to stop like for however long since, well, what's it been? Like three, four months? Devastating. Well, have you been since we last heard from you? <laughs> Oh God, many things have happened. Lockdown lifted ever so slightly, which is pleasant. Um, no, I've been grand on the whole. It's been, it's been a roller coaster of a year, hasn't it? Yeah, I have to say 2020 is a whopper. It's a doozy and we're only like three quarters of the way in. And that really worries me. Like what's December going to bring us? Every month has been just something I love the way you said, what's December going to bring us? And I'm like, it's only the start of August. What about September? <laughs> Halloween. Black Friday's in November. And here oh, God, Black Friday. December. Jesus. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it, Black Friday. I can't. I can't. We had a slightly busier day than usual in work the other day. And one of the girls came up to me and was like, how are we going to handle Black Friday? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. That's so far away. Leave me alone. No, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, how, just how are we going to, like, how are we going to manage queues outside? Because, like, on a Saturday, even when we have a small queue, it doesn't take as long to run out of space. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just, wow, big, big wow. Very, very scared. Much on nerve. <laughs> oh, but it will be fine. It will be fine. We'll get through it. 
Uh, yeah, that'll be fine. Everything's fine. Listen, Everything's fine. We, we, we worked in we worked in Disney during Christmas of the first Frozen release and the second Frozen wave, so we can do anything. <laughs> I'm not worried. Uh, yeah, guys, if if you ever if you're ever in doubt about your life, just remember that there's like a small cohort of very young adults who had to work through that very scary time of the frozen product re-release and they're all still alive and you just remember that (laughs) (laughs) they're all alive and kicking and doing well oh my god with very fond memories of 26 no when was it 2014 20 oh my god 2013 2014 yeah it would have been christmas 2014 you know right no, you can swear. It's okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. We, we swear on this podcast. We are not a family-friendly no, podcast. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking of your mom. What? Because <laughs> I remember there was one time where, where you were saying something like, you're like, my mom has told me to stop cursing on the podcast. Ah, yeah. She has no control over what happens here. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think life's been pretty fine for the two of us. We've just been hopping along. Roller coaster. Um, yeah. So yeah, I suppose uh, we better get on to the news. Right, yo. So bear with us, ladies and gents. We've been off the air for a few weeks, so we've missed a couple of bits and newsy woozies. We're going to start off with Disneyland Paris. For anyone who's Normally, who I get my news via your podcast. I'm not oh, used to having to be the one to talk about it. <laughs> well, Amy, you're in for a doozy. We've got some a plethora of DLP news to deal with because stuff's happened. Well, to be honest, not much has happened, but like, you know, we like to pick up the dregs. So first thing we're going to talk about booking your like reservation for when you're going to Disneyland Paris. Uh, Amy, are you aware of the fact that you need a reservation and also a valid ticket to gain entry to Disneyland Paris at the moment? Yeah. Good woman. So... (laughs) So for um, annual pass holders, there is additional capacity that has been added for access to reservations. As of this tweet, whenever it was sometime a couple of weeks ago, all dates were available. So if your date was sold out, have another look. I'd say that's still pretty much the case. I do think they have added quite a bit of extra availability. And then there was uh, a digital capacity also added for AP privilege ticket reservations. So if you're going with your friend who didn't have an AP pass, you could also book dates for them, which is really great because oh, it would be really crap now, to be honest, if you had an AP and you made a reservation, but you couldn't make a reservation for your friend who you'd bought a ticket for. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, I'm going, see you later. <laughs> leaving you at the door <laughs> um but yeah it's good to see that they're adding more dates what do you feel about the fact that they're adding more reservation dates which means they're probably increasing c- capacity within the park what their capacity not that it was quite low but am i right in saying that they were kind of working on like 50 percent capacity i don't know if they ever released an actual figure as to what capacity they were at but i do know it was like obviously not 100 percent. no which is fine like I can't imagine if they've upped it to like 75 percent you know yeah. what it is I'm thinking of and it's not the same thing I'm thinking of when we went back to work and our stores had a capacity and literally after a week we upped that capacity <laughs> we were like this mm-hmm. is stupid there's mm-hmm. so much room come on in everybody and yeah. we upped the capacity and I'm sure it was the exact same thing for them if they only opened you know it was yeah. trial and error start mm-hmm. low build up and but I think it's good that 
how they're upping capacity mm -hmm. is by making it a benefit to more loyal guests. Is more loyal the right word to use? I don't they know. Give, they give them their more money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that's the, all that Disney cares about. Yeah. yeah. So they're prioritizing their Cash flow. most profitable guests perfect that was right on it Thanks. Uh, next time i'll have little things little notes prepared okay <laughs> then uh some other dlp news sorry it's weird doing like because usually we'd go like back and back back and back back and forth but this is me just leading all the way because you haven't a clue what we're talking about that's fine. Uh, Plaza Gardens Restaurant. Oh, interesting. Plaza Gardens Restaurant has removed the unlimited drinks feature from their menu. Rude. So I write. So the food is still unlimited, but only comes with one drink. Guests can order more drinks at a cost or a free jug of water. Water is just free anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Not in Disney. Free water. Yeah. So a couple of episodes ago, we did talk about uh, the restaurants in DLP and their new menus, how they were doing things due to COVID-19, how buffet restaurants had stopped and they were now doing all you care to enjoy and all that sort of crack. Um, and Plaza Gardens had put out that they were doing like this unlimited drink thing. And everyone was like, what? Unlimited drink in France? That's illegal. And here we know, here we have, they've removed that feature. So no longer available. So you can have one drink and then you have to buy the rest. And this picture is really tiny, so I can't read it. But I guarantee you an extra drink is like six euro or something. <laughs> because that's how much it is in all of the other places, which is outrageous. Did you? No, you didn't. I was like, you didn't come to us for that breakfast in Plaza Gardens, but you weren't on that trip. Um, I know, but if you had said, Amy, you were in Plaza Gardens, I would have been like, yes, I do, I remember that. <laughs> because our trip is such a blur, because mm -hmm. you packed so much, like our itinerary was so jam-packed that I honestly don't know where we went. <laughs> we did not go to Plaza Gardens. Did we not? Great. No, because when we went, we stayed in the Sequoia Lodge um, yeah. club level in the golden forest and so we had cooked breakfast included in our package anyway because we stayed in club level Those so we didn't caramelized ratters. all right they so we so didn't good. we didn't need to externally book any character breakfast or anything uh so yeah no you haven't but when we go we will definitely be taking you to plaza gardens this time let me Great. tell you <laughs> um some small confirmations on seasons within disney paris so disney paris have confirmed that the Jungle Book Jive will return on August 22nd, but with a new format and this, um, so the, Amy, do you know what Jungle Book Jive is? No. Okay, <laughs> cool. So that's fine. Who knows? We might have some people that have never listened to the podcast before and are like, who the fuck are these wagons? So the Jungle Book Jive. You're going to have people who have listened to the podcast and are like, why did they pick Amy to go on and do the news? <laughs> Fine, you're like, it's the skirt, it's all fine. So the Jungle Book Jive <laughs> is part of the Lion King and Jungle Festival season. Yeah. So you know they do like Halloween, Christmas, they used to do Swing Into Spring, they used to do Pirates vs. Princesses, they have loads of different Yoki Bobbers. I remember all that, and I remember the Lion King bit. 
Great. Cool. You're with me. So. <laughs> hey, I have some recollection of some of these things you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, last year they did the Lion King and Jungle Festival and it actually went down pretty well. A lot of people thought it was going to be quite shit, but it actually was really cool. And it turned out that last year the shit thing was the frozen celebration crap that wasn't even really a season. If I but recall people- correctly, you guys thought that it was going to be shit. <laughs> You yeah. are some of the people who believe it's going to be shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We thought it was going to be absolute crap. And the Disneyland Paris walloped us. And we're like, yo, bitch, look at this amazing show. And we were taken aback to the point where we almost wanted to go, even though it's in the height of summer. And we have talked about this before, that even though the Lion King and Jungle Festival looks so cool, it's a season for the height of summer for when schools are off and we don't do Disneyland Paris in the heat because why would you and why would you go to Disneyland Paris during school holidays if you don't have to yeah so potato potato tomato tomato anywho within this festival there's the Jungle Book Drive which is like the parade show thing Mm -hmm. and they have the drummers that would come out and all the Jungle Book characters would come out on the little floats and it was it was a really cool show but they are having a new format for it this year I know that a good few months ago now there was a release that the drummers weren't coming over because the drummers are from a completely different country on the other side of the world mm-hmm. and due to COVID obviously they don't want to have cast members traveling for you no know, for if they don't have to kind of thing yeah. so what they've decided to do is they're bringing back the Jungle Book Jive but it's not going to take place on the castle stages in front of the castle because they obviously don't want to bring in big crowds, hence why they're currently not having parades and all that kind of stuff. And they're only doing like random cavalcades uh, sprinkled throughout the day. So they've moved the Jungle Book Jive to the Lights Motor Action stage in Walt Disney Studios. Now, you've never been to this stage because... When we went with you, we didn't go to this show because none of us had any interest in it. And me and Sinead had both seen it once and we knew you wouldn't like it. It's like a stunt car show thing, oh, but yeah. it's really, really old and it's really, really outdated. See, we knew oh. you wouldn't want to go. Yeah, no. But anyway, think about it. It's almost like, it's just like a big outdoor like seating thing with yeah. like a big, yeah. Yeah, so it's a car me- show, but I can, I can envision precisely so it's basically that but they're gonna have the jungle book drive show down where they usually do the stunt show mm-hmm. and that means that they can control the amount of people that are going into the stadium then yeah which is you know fair play to them like i do really think that disney paris are doing really well with their whole like crowd control and social distancing and everything like that like personally miles beyond and beyond what um they're doing in magic, magic kingdom and stuff Mm-hmm. over in Walt Disney World but anyway oh also if anybody's going for this the show will use the Lime Bertie reservation system which we all hate so if you do want to go it's going to be one of those tap 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 at 8am in the morning if you want to grab yourself a spot so yeah that's it for Jungle Book Drive oh yes and also Disney Paris have also confirmed that they're going to be doing the Christmas and Halloween season this year Woo! Yeah, right? (laughs) Which is in complete contrast to the American parks who have cancelled everything. No, Mickey's not so scary. Universal aren't doing their Halloween Horror Nights. Everything is gone. Do you think that they're being different? Because does Disneyland Paris have, like, France, the the tourist board in France? 
is quite involved in Disneyland Paris, isn't it? More so than like America would be involved in. Well, yes. do you think that's why there's like different restrictions and it's kind of easing up on I things are able to go ahead because things are being handled better? The tourist board in France might have something to do with this, but like Disneyland Paris is now majority owned by the Walt Disney Company. It's not like it used to be. Right. So the same guys, so the same guys who have the decisions over the parks in America would also be the guys making the decisions for Disneyland Paris. Like the overall decisions, obviously they both have their own like presidents and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I personally think it's to do with the actual COVID situation. So like I know here in Ireland, France isn't on our green list as a country that you can go to without having to quarantine for. Mm-hmm. But I also do think that, well, we don't think the facts are there. France is doing a lot better with COVID and handling COVID a lot better than America is due to the fact that the USA is currently the epicenter of the entire pandemic. I mean, it's not <laughs> difficult to be doing a pandemic. Doing anything is doing it better than doing America, like what America are doing. Yeah, and I think the thing kind of is that Disneyland Paris can probably afford to be like, yes, come to Disneyland Paris. If you can get here safely, yes, you should come visit us. But I don't think Walt Disney World in Florida can afford to do that. That's why I think like they're currently doing what they're doing. So if you if you guys have watched any of Tim Tracker's recent videos, he's gone to Walt Disney World and, or Magic Kingdom specifically and tried to find a hot dog because Casey's is closed and Casey's is where you usually get like the hot dogs. Yeah. But when he went to go looking for food, there was so few places open for food that wasn't like popcorn and caramel apples and ice cream bars and drinks. And he was like, it's really difficult to find somewhere to eat. And I'm there screaming at the TV and I'm like, that's because they don't want you there. Right. (laughs) Walt Disney World have opened probably because they have to financially. And there was probably such a big push from uh, the senator mayor person for Orange County that's an absolute idiot. Like they probably were somewhat forced open, but I really don't think they want anybody going there. They're like, we're going to do everything we possibly can to push guests away because really I don't think they want guests coming. Like they don't want to be overhauled with people flying across America to come for their family holidays and all this sort of stuff. And I don't think they can, I think they're doing that because they can't afford to be like, Hey, we're completely open for business. Come see us. Like, because I just think if Walt Disney world has an outbreak and a massive cluster that they're just, it's good. Such bad press. Yeah. Like it is such bad press and I just don't think they can afford it. Um, but I think with Disneyland Paris, they can kind of, they have a bit more wiggle room to be like, hey, yeah, you live in the UK? Come over on the Eurostar. Stay for a couple of days. Head back home. It's chill. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why they have been like, yeah, we'll do our Jungle Book drive. We'll do Christmas. We'll do Halloween and all that sort of stuff. But to what extent they're doing Christmas and Halloween hasn't really been confirmed. So like, will they still be doing the parades? Who knows? They might just do like mini splatterings of Christmas themed cavalcades and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But even saying like, oh, we're going to put the Christmas tree up and we're going to put the garlands up and the Christmas music will be playing throughout the park. Like that's all enticing for guests. Like it made me go, crap, do I want to go for Christmas? 
and then be like, no, wait, COVID. <laughs> bad idea, bad idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why I think they've both done that personally. But you know, oh, everything's speculation these days. Then there has been some new merch at Disneyland Paris. Literally, when we had Nick on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we were talking to him about spirit jerseys and mm-hmm. we were talking to him about the lack of new designs in spirit jerseys. And then <laughs> barely a week, no, I think it was way less than a week. I think it could have been like the day or the day after we either recorded that or it went live. Disneyland Paris released their version of the neon blue and yellow spirit jersey that we'd been talking about on that podcast. And immediately when Sinead texted me to show me, I was like, oh my God, why do I want it so much more now? Because it's got Disneyland Paris on the back. (laughs) This came about just because you guys are talking about it. Right? I'm like, how describe your perfect spirit jersey and see what happens this week. I'm like, how much more merch should I put out into the ether and be like, yo, <laughs> Disneyland Paris, give me all of this. Um, so yeah, we talked about this spirit jersey yonks ago, a good few weeks ago now. It's the really bright blue neon one. It's now available in Disneyland Paris, obviously the Disneyland Paris font on the back. It's $59.99. You can buy it at Sir Mickey's in Fantasyland. It's also available at Disney Fashion and World of Disney in the Disney Village. Also, speaking of merch, before I forget, let's quickly hop over to the American parks for a second. Amy, have you seen any of the new Halloween merch that's being released for Disneyland and Walt Disney World? No. Okay, hold on. Okay, yeah, so now that I actually found the merch for Amy, what do you think about all the merch for the American parks? I'm kind of obsessed, I'm not going to lie. The Halloween, Um, yes. It's pretty cute, right? so cute there's like a baby bodysuit and it's a jack-o'-lantern and it is the most adorable freaking thing I have ever seen (laughs) (laughs) like it's in the basket no it's so cute um the fleece throw the Disney villains fleece throw is a bit shit because it looks like something that you get out of pennies which isn't slating that like 100% Dylan's fleece throw from pennies but like, how much are they? How much are Disney charging for it there? Like forty bucks or something? Literally, like. Yeah. Get it for a tenner. Crazy. Um, I personally think my favorite thing with this whole collection of Crocs. Wild! There are <laughs> so many people that are excited for these Crocs I'm on Instagram. Kidding. On Instagram, people are going wild for the Crocs. Shut up! These things are terrible. They're awful. for the ha- for the Halloween Crocs and the Haunted Mansion Crocs that they brought out like last week or something. People mm. are going cray cray for them. It's no. mad. It's truly truly mad. The ears. There's one pair of ears. The I don't know. Is that like? It looks like rock candy. Yeah, like, the one that looks like a bit ear. like a lollipop candy cane type. Yeah, thing. yeah. They're cute. The other ears are a bit shit. The one with the little hat? Yeah. Oh, I think that one's really cute. No. Now, even for, now, think about not you wearing it. Think a child wearing it. Oh, are they for kids? Well, no, but just think about. No, like, I think about me wearing them. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your jersey's cute. Plus yeah. cute. The spirit jerseys are nice. So they have the same design for the Disneyland and Walt Disney World spirit jersey. But on the Walt Disney World one, it goes Walt Disney and then World underneath. And it it looks... It doesn't sit right with me. It makes my skin crawl a bit. I don't like it. However, the Disneyland one, absolute bay. It looks beautiful. (laughs) It kind of looks like 
the Walt Disney World one kind of looks like you went to a print shop yourself. Yeah, right? It looks like ones that people do on, like, not that, not slating anybody who sells stuff on Etsy, but sometimes the Etsy spirit jerseys are just off a bit because they can't yeah. fit everything on the same line. Yeah, because even and the font for World looks smaller than the font for Walt Disney. Yeah. And like, how did this get pre-approved, pre-production, production, post-production, packaged? I say the same thing every time I, we get new product. <laughs> I'm just glad that I managed to say that without getting conflicted. <laughs> so yeah, so there's a bunch of new uh there's a bunch of new merch out for Halloween over stateside. So the cute. fact that we're getting the Halloween season here in DLP, honestly, guys, I have no idea. DLP Halloween merch is usually pretty lackluster this year due to the whole COVID scenario. I doubt it'll be any different. But if you guys are interested, there are a couple of websites online that will buy the American merch for you with an extra bit of cha-ching on the side and they'll send it over and that kind of stuff. Just if anybody's wondering. Then before we went stateside, we were with DLP. Let's just wrap it up with a few little more DLP bits. There have been some extra selfie spot meet and greets been added to other Disney hotels. So Disney friends will meet guests for a selfie at Santa Fe. They're also meeting guests in Newport Bay as well for the little old selfie spots, which is quite cute. They are so cute. I do you join us. Yeah. I really did, yeah, I really did. They've also added a new Toy Story selfie wall in somewhere i've lost it i can't remember where it is i'm sure you guys have seen it it's it's cute like toy story selfie wall and they have the toy story characters in front of it but then when there's no characters in front of it you can take your own selfie it's super cute then also speaking of line bertie earlier on so to take a selfie with minnie or goofy a few weeks ago you had to have a line birdie reservation to get a selfie with them now there's no more line birdie. You can just walk up to them. You can just normally queue. It's no problems at all. Uh, there's been no confirmation as to if this is temporary or permanent. But honestly, when it comes to selfie spots, geez, do you really need line birdie reservations? Just let the people have some sort of fun. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, um, no spontaneity to your trips. <laughs> no, absolutely no. Not when you're a DLP. Uh, then with PhilharMagic, this is probably the last bit, a little bit of DLP COVID news we have, is that a PhilharMagic, which is currently the only theatre open to be used as a theatre, guests are loaded using nine rows of squares, which allow 41 groups total to enter each performance. So they basically have these nice little white taped squares on the ground, and your party has to stand within that square, socially distanced from everyone else. And then when you enter the theatre, they'll socially distance you when you sit down from everybody else for the for the show of PhilharMagic. Again, I really think DLP is doing quite well. Just have to say that now. Very efficient. On the ball. Doing the most. Right. It's surprising. Then, oh, there's and then more recent DLP news, which I forgot about. There has been a Studio D sign installed over where they used to have the Disney Junior Live on stage. So we've talked about this. We've talked about the Studio D thing and how it's basically the, a new Disney Junior show, but with more up-to-date shows, which by the time this goes live, will be out of date. <laughs> <laughs> like, by the time this show actually sees the light of day, Vampirina won't be around anymore. So, like, you know, hey-ho. 
the Studio design does actually look really cool. It does give me like retro Disney vibes, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like it sort of gives me the vibes of like OG Disney Channel with like Lizzie McGuire and that's a yeah. Raven and that kind of stuff, which I'm quite down for. I quite enjoy. And finally for DLP, I believe, and if not, well, it's too late really. There has been some rumors from some travel agents regarding the future opening of some of the on-site hotels that are still currently closed. So, sorry, it's a bit of a list. Disneyland Paris Hotel, the Disneyland Hotel is said to have an extended closure until December 8th. The Cheyenne will be reclosing from October 1st to March 1st of 2021. Sequoia Lodge is expected to open May 1st of 2021. Hotel New York, the Marble Hotel, is expected to open March 8th of 2021. And the David Crockett Ranch currently has no reopening date whatsoever, which doesn't surprise me because it's like a self-service, like, cabin thing. And, like, Jesus, how painful is that going to be to re-sanitize after every person's been in it? So when this was first sent to me, it was rumoured. It has then been put up on DLP Report as information from travel agents. So... By the time this goes live, it'll probably been confirmed because these rumors, these kind of specific rumors, don't just come from nowhere, really. But hi, <laughs> sitting on a computer typing <laughs> random dates, random dates, like no, 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 no. Um, but as of now, rumor, all rumor and speculation. But you know, it's probably true, which is quite interesting that there. <laughs> <laughs> rumor and speculation, but it's the truth. <laughs> Sinead never lets me confirm rumours. She's like, it's a rumour. And I'm like, but it's probably true, though. <laughs> well, Sinead, uh, right now, so it's true. It's interesting, it's interesting that Sequoia Lodge isn't going to open until May of next year. That's the middle of next year. Yeah, that seems very, very far away. Like, there's, there's, there's definitely a reason for that. I like, know. I know, so they're refurbing the outside of Sequoia Lodge. But they were supposed to be continuing that refurb while the hotel was like open. Like it's not affecting guests. But they're probably taking the opportunity just to be like, fuck it, can we get in and put in some yeah. rooms and redo this, that, and the other? You oh. know, stupid things that wouldn't necessarily warrant you closing the hotel for. I've seen as how yeah. the hotel is already closed. Hmm. Why don't we go in and just make it absolutely perfect, as perfect as DLP will allow their buildings <laughs> to be? <laughs> Guys, have you noticed how well we've conditioned Amy? Like, she's not even on the podcast, but she, like, knows the DLP, like, only has a certain standard. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be on the podcast, but I am your best friend, okay? <laughs> I listen when you guys go on holiday. I've been to DLP once. Couldn't tell you a single thing about the room that we stayed in. But, my Lord, I know everything about your trip to Newport Bay. <laughs> as does everybody else, and as everyone else should know on this podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think that's all of the news from dlp i may have missed one or two things but you know what say la vie now we're gonna properly move stateside and we're gonna start with a topic that i know uh not Sinead, you're amy i knew amy knows tons about <laughs> because Uh-oh. she keeps commenting on it is the sunken boat in splash mountain <laughs> oh my god it's just my worst nightmare KP I actually can't cope so I love theme parks I love theme parks I've been to so many theme parks across the world and I get on everything I'm terrified but I get on everything but always 
at the beginning of the ride when you're strapped down and gone and the little cast members are waving you goodbye like it's your last ride um <laughs> i always have a flash of like final destination in my head you know like we're on the roller coaster we're going up when we go to go down it's just going to fly off the track or something like do you remember when we went and the finding nemo um ride what was it called the splash no. oh christmas coaster yes that one um splash. <laughs> I had splash. Um oh my god, I can't speak English today. What is wrong with me? And um, yeah, but because that was in the dark and we had never been on it before, and I'd never been on it before more specifically, I was like, so many ways I could die in this thing. There's so many ways I could die. And it all went through my head as you go through, but it's it's the part it's part of the fun and um, it's part of the thrill. But when we were in Australia, we went to a couple of theme parks. And we got like an all access pass that got us into each theme park over a couple of days, over a week. And there was one theme park that we didn't go into because the year previous, um, three or four people had died on a on a on a ride that had the car had flipped and they got trapped under the water. Oh god. Um, so I'm not going that park. We're going to every other park, that's fine. So when you sent this story in, I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's just another ride I will never go on because it's not like Final Destination where I can say, but it's a movie. It actually happened. It is my worst nightmare. And I know that they were fine and all they did was step out of the boat. But <laughs> in my I'm, head. I'm like, the water's not like you, like, well, you could drown in the water because you can drown in like pretty much any body of water. Yeah. But like for an adult, you, it would be very difficult for you to drown in that. You just stand up and it's like at your ankles. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but it's just, there shouldn't be water in the boat or in no. the ride. There shouldn't, like, that's just not a thing. So, yeah, that'd be my worst nightmare. But I can already envision that if me, you and Sinead went to that park and we were on that ride and water came into our ankles, I could, I could envision me turning around to you guys and going, is this normal? <laughs> Before even reacting, just double checking that this isn't just part of the fun. The me and being like, no, it's all thematic. It's, you're supposed to get your feet wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the direct tweet from one of the people who was in the boat was so we got out of our boat because it was sinking while we were stuck there, and the Disney World employee decided to tell us that we should have stayed in the boat, but it went under as soon as we stepped out. Nice. Hashtag Disney World, hashtag Splash Mountain, hashtag Magic Kingdom, hashtag Disney. Not okay? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> so, like, it's great that she was able to put up a tweet, or he, I don't know. It was great that they were able to put up a tweet, um, and it's all in jest or whatever. But in all seriousness, if they had gone under, what? Like, that's, like, the worst. Like, that's such a... I can't, I can't it's my worst nightmare. I can't even... What what makes me think more is the fact that this D- Disney World cast member, who like they're like every cast member is specifically trained on the rides that they work on, and they didn't know to tell them not to get out of the boat. And not only did they not know to not, or I'm so sorry, I can't speak English today. <laughs> not only did they not tell them to get out of the boat, they gave out to them for getting out of the boat. Like. That's what gets me. Whatever about being a bit dozy and being like, oh, am I meant to evacuate you guys? But turning around to them being like, hey, sit back, at, sit back in the sinking boat. Excuse me. Get back in the boat. Your vehicle. boat. It's underwater. Come on, get back in. 
Immersive. Uh, <laughs> immersive. <laughs> the cast member's like, you're ruining it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a little bit of stateside news. Apart from that, there hasn't really been much stateside regarding the parks. They're sort of just like hopping along in their little COVID-filled world. Um, like if anyone wants like up-to-date info about the American parks and stuff, Tim Tracker is going, even though he has a brand new baby at home that's just turned eight months old. You know, he's bopping in and out of Disney World and Universal and to their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We won't. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I can't really hate on him because he's given me so much like information. <laughs> But I'm also like, nah. Then, so, Disney Plus. Amy, how do you feel about Disney Plus? <laughs> I love Disney Plus. No, I do. I do. Um, I think when I first got it, it was this whole, oh my God, this is amazing. All of my DVDs are now on my TV. And mm-hmm. I don't have to go through the DVD box. Um, and I immediately started rewatching things that I've seen 150 million times in my yeah. life. I didn't <laughs> delve into anything new straight off the bat. And then after the initial, right, I've watched Tangled and Frozen and The Little Mermaid. Um, yeah. I think I watched, on the first day I got it, I think I watched four DCOMs. Nice. And that's the <laughs> kind of day that I had. Because it was yeah. quite a lockdown. Like, I needed uh-huh. a bit of clean beat and then mm-hmm. too. Um and then yeah I watched all the Disney plus originals and they were great but then the problem was was that I binged through it too quickly because I didn't have anything else going on in my life and as as same with us all Amy yeah yeah, the content (laughs) as quick as as I was watching it yeah but since I've gone back to work and since life has resumed a little bit I feel like what they're releasing is completely in flow with how much time I have to sit in front of does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I because... loved Into the Unknown. Yes, we talked Into the Unknown. It's I know. just I, fan... I stopped. It was fantastic. Like, I know we said it, we talked about Into the Unknown and we had that Disney Plus episode, but like, man, if they could do more behind the scenes stuff for their animation, I would eat that shit yeah. up with a spoon. It's 100%. so good and it's so interesting. Every episode, every episode was brilliant. And then it was really nice, obviously, that it led into Frozen 2 being released. Yeah. Um, obviously, Hamilton. Hamilton, I've watched pretty much every day since it's been released. The days that I'm not watching it, I'm listening to the soundtrack. Ed left yesterday to bring Molly back to the house. And he was gone for, like, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes. And in that space of time, I had watched 40 minutes of Hamilton. Yeah. And he, when he came back, I was absolutely bopping. I was like, we won, we won, we won. And he's like, I left for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and? <laughs> yeah, it's gotten to the stage where, because when I'm going in and out of work, um, sometimes my mom brings me into work. If it's for like a peak time, so then I'm not crammed on the Lewis because there's no social mm-hmm. distancing on the loose so that I don't have to go on the loose she'll bring me in because I need 20 minutes rest um but automatically I would just go to stick Hamilton on through the jack and mm-hmm. it got to the stage where I'd get in the car and she saw me put Jack into the radio and she'd be like 
would, it, would there be any chance we could listen to something else other than Hamilton this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else gets you pumped? Right, there's like that first song gets me just pumped for the day. Just there's some songs in that center here, like yes, yes. <laughs> Literally though, like there's, you know, and it was so, I didn't even think about it when I watched it the first time. And even when I watched it the second time, I didn't really think about it. It was about the 12th time and like the 100th time I listened to the soundtrack. You know, the debate between your man who's reading. The rap battles. No, 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 no. Your man who's reading prior to. Samuel Savory. Yes. Hear ye, hear ye. My name is Samuel Savory. Thank that you. guy yeah. <laughs> i'm tired it's been a long day um but yeah and like that song mm-hmm. is amazing the way they can both do it at the yeah. same time yeah i know it's, but even the two different styles like the yeah. fact that he has kind of like a british accent because he's obviously like in favor of the king and mm-hmm. not the revolution and so he has that more traditional broadway kind of song to it and then you've got lynn kind of going no, but everything, everything about that song is perfect, and I just didn't notice it until like the 100th time. Yeah, the thing is, though, like you don't notice, even like there was an article that was released when Hamilton came out that was like 10 reasons why you don't need to watch Hamilton and like listen to the soundtrack is enough. And you're like, no, you're wrong. Because there's so many things in the soundtrack that, yes, it's great that you can listen to the entire soundtrack without having to watch it. But, like, watching it just enhances it, like, times 10. It's insane. 100%. But even, like, the complexity of the helpless and satisfied back to back, like, (laughs) mind blown. (laughs) You watch the, their, like, Zoom interview no, I haven't. It's on YouTube and it's so good. And each and every one of them, when they were asked what was the hardest part about it, they all said learning the choreography for Helpless. And then when they finally nailed it, being told, okay, you're going to do that again, but backwards yeah. and on a turntable. <laughs> and they all just went, fuck it, and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do find it really funny that they're all like, the turntable was so difficult to like master and when you look at the recording that's on disney plus they're so smooth and they so make smooth. it look so easy so and you're, easy. you're definitely like if i line on a treadmill like. yeah i'm like if i looked at that i'd probably fall over like <laughs> and they do full choreography on it and the the amazingly talented felipe who plays eliza she basically summed it up by saying she went home from work every single day dizzy feeling like she was going to fall over because she wasn't kind of moving catch up with herself yeah crazy that was totally a mess at my stomach yeah <laughs> but no, no fantastic and um, we were talking about disney plus sorry not hamilton yeah it's okay <laughs> we, we tend to do this here that happens, that happens. <laughs> but uh no i so i'm really enjoying disney plus um the newest things after coming out the howard yes i can't wait to start watching it 
Yeah, so um, I'll just read the little description out from Disney Plus for anyone who hasn't seen that it's up yet. So Howard is the untold story of Howard Ashman, the brilliant lyricist behind Disney classics like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, and creative musicals including Little Shop of Horrors. Featuring (laughs) never-before-seen archival footage, the film explores the Howard's journey to become the lyricist behind some of the most well-known family films in the world. Amazing. I'm so excited. Isn't that crazy? I'm very excited to watch it. And then also coming to Disney Plus pretty soon is a movie called Magic Camp, which when you look it up on Google, it says the release date of 2018. But then when you look further, it has a bunch of articles that is like Magic Camp finally being released on Disney Plus. So I don't know what happened to it. I haven't given it that much thought, to be honest. But Alan Devine's in it and Julian Jacobs. And they're both pretty funny people so I'm pretty excited for it from what I could tell it's like a cross between Camp Rock and Wizards uh no you know that movie Now You See Me yeah the the four horsemen who are all magicians yeah it's like I feel like it's a cross between that (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Camp Rock and like Wizards of Waverly Place no 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 it's like no it's like sleight of hand magic not like Wizards magic it's like oh, card, okay. card tricks and making coins disappear and that kind of magic. Oh my god, that's so yeah. cute. Like your man in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, that's also going to be released on Disney Plus soon. And then also on Disney Plus in America, Mulan has been given a Disney Plus release date, which is awfully interesting however in america you will have to fork out an extra 29.99 to watch mulan on your already paid subscription service in foreign in foreign territories such as anywhere that is in america i actually think they're going to release it in the theater um tenant is going to be released over here in august so i assume mulan is as well because tenant and mulan were the whole like battle to see who was going to have a theatrical release date first due to the whole COVID thing, and Tenant has official release dates now for theatres, so Mulan's probably going to be released over here as well, so if you're in UK or Ireland or any other part of Europe, I'd say we probably won't have the chance to watch it on Disney+, Plus, but we will, eventually, but to see it first, we probably will have to go to theatres to watch it in cinemas, but how are your feelings on being charged an extra $30 to watch Mulan? For um, a subscription service you've already paid for. I think it's the biggest load of crap. Right? No, it's I... the biggest load of crap. Because as I was I was thinking about this more and I was like, I completely understand this was supposed to be a theatrical release. So it was a money-making game from the beginning. It was supposed to be box office. It was supposed to be huge. So obviously if they just streamed it straight off the bat, they'd lose a fortune. I mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. $30? Really? You wouldn't pay that for a movie ticket. See, I, the thing is, I think in America you almost do. See, Shut up. Not individually, but I think two people... I'm giving it. I think two people to the cinema in America might be nearly $30. Just with well, tickets I mean, alone. Well, I get that, because if we were going to the cinema here, especially here in the cinema world, it's a tenner a ticket. Yeah, so I think their thinking is... So, personally, I think if it was to be released over here on Disney+, Plus you'd probably be paying about 20 euro to 25 euro. You wouldn't be paying 30 because, you know, exchange rates. And then you're probably not going to buy it individually. You're probably going to invite someone over to watch it. So you split the cost at least once. So that's a tenner each. 
And now you're like, oh, well, I might as well have gone to the cinema. Right. But the thing is, is that you can justify the price of it. You can justify the breakdown by saying you probably won't be watching it alone. You probably will be watching it more than once. Um, so that's how it kind of comes up to $30. Mm-hmm. But you're paying $30 to go to a movie environment, like a movie oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. environment. Not like, what if you just had it on your laptop or on your phone and you're like, I'm paying 30 quid to watch it on a screen that's like three inches? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. like that's not. I think it's incredibly safe. Having said that, you don't have to pay it. Like the only people are going to be doing this are the people who really want to watch yeah. it and who probably have a decent setup at home. Like, if I had a decent, massive fuck-off telly hanging on the wall, a decent sound system and a decent lighting system, I would probably pay it. I'm not going to lie. Hot take. But <laughs> I wouldn't be happy about it. Right. Mm, okay, I think that's what a lot... Me. Like, yeah, no, I get you. Personally, 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 I think $30 is too steep, mm-hmm. but I also see where Disney are coming from. From a business point of view, of course, they owe, they owe the universe nothing. Yeah. But pers- personally, again, if it was a case of having to buy it here on Disney+, Plus, I would probably only do it if I could get, like, three or four people to split it with me yeah. so that it was only costing me, like, eight quid or something. 100%. Because I don't really give a shit about this movie. I kind of lost hope in it pretty quickly. It had bad press. There's no Mushu. The songs are crap. There is no songs. They're just like <laughs> background music. There was the songs are crap. There are no songs. Yeah, like there was so much bad press. Like I just, I don't know. I just, it wasn't really a movie that I wanted to go see anyway. It was almost like when, when Dumbo came out, I was like, ah, whatever. Like Dum- Dumbo doesn't speak anything to me. Yeah. And neither really does Mulan. Not that Mulan's not a bad movie. I think Mulan's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mulan already has a live action and it has a historically accurate live action. It's yeah. just not Disney. It's mm-hmm. an actual Chinese movie and it's fantastic. Yeah. So I remember when they said there was no movie and there was no songs, I was like, why are they bothering? What? Like this one yeah. already exists. It's not that old. Like mm-hmm. I think it came out in like 2012 or something. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, personally, I don't really care if it does come out in the cinemas over here. I mean, cinemas at the moment anyway over here are doing, like, special deals to, like, entice you to come to cinema. I actually, I personally don't feel that awkward about going to cinema here because the social distancing measures are huge. Like, you are so far away from everybody else. And I'm like, the cinema is probably one of the safest places to be when you're not in your own home. And so I'm like, yeah, that's okay. But like, I'm not paying 10 to 12 euro for a ticket. I'm going to see it like in a kid's club or in an 11s in an early morning showing for like six euro, five euro. Kids club tickets are four euro. If you see where I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind waiting until it's available to stream. That too. Like I waited for, I didn't see Aladdin in cinemas. I saw that online. See, um, I only saw Aladdin because it was in the kids club for four euro. Sure, of course. <laughs> um. But I saw that online, and like I said, once it's on a decent sized TV with a good sound system, that's all you need. Like, mm-hmm. oh wow! I knew we'd find a topic that we'd be able to drag out longer than two minutes. Come <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yes, yeah, so that's Disney Plus, and then there was also a teaser trailer released for the newest Disney Pixar movie, Luca. Yeah, and it's such a teaser. I still have no idea what's there. But it looks really pretty. But it looks super pretty. It's a bunch of landscape. 
could be any Pixar movie. Um, yeah, it is about there's like it's like an adventure or something. Hold on. I'm sorry. When I watched the teaser trailer with you before we started recording and I kept saying, I've no idea what it's about. I have no more information. This teaser trailer has given me nothing. You knew what it was about and you didn't tell me? No, I don't. That's why I'm looking it up. <laughs> I remember Oh, this is kind of like a spoiler. Oh, here we go. No, here, here's, a, here's a better one. Justin, oh, this is Walt Disney Studios' tweet. So, Disney and Pixar's all-new film, Luca, directed by Enrico Casarosa and produced by Andrea Warren, the film will introduce a boy named Luca as he experiences an unforgettable summer in a seaside town on the Italian Riviera. Luca opens in theatres summer of 2021. That was the tweet I'd originally read, and that's where I heard it. I remember Adventure somewhere. So, that's... So Luca will expe- have unforgettable experiences on the Italian Riviera. That's pretty cute. I like Call Me By Your Name. What? That's how Call Me By Your Name was described to me. Oh, it's about a kid in Italy and he has some adventures. Okay, well, and that's what Luca and I was is like, not Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it and I said, this is a bit more than adventures. I do not think that Luca and Call Me By Your Name are going to be the same vibe. Just yeah, throwing that out there into the ether. Then the last bit of news we have, and I think it'll be the last topic we probably talk about, the Disney Q3 earnings reports. Because, you know, there's no better way to end a podcast than with some financials. I was to say, why are we ending it on the financials? Because this is the way I remembered how things existed in this run <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, also, yeah, so bear with. So the Walt Disney Company posts quarter three income down 72%. Revenue down 42%. Uh, then there was a webcast with Bob Chapek and he said a bunch of crap. But basically, he said a bit about Disney Plus and he said, so Disney Plus has more than 60.5 million paid subscribers globally and over 100 million when combined with Hulu and ESPN Plus, which Disney also own. Then right. a quote from Bob Chapek himself was, direct to consumer is the top priority and key to the future of the company. Okay. I'm sorry, you're telling me direct-to-consumer is the key to the future of the Walt Disney Company and the parks isn't? Bob Chapek getting a fucking ditch. Like, what? You seriously? I don't think that's going to be the most controversial thing that he says in his presidency. You think it is or isn't? It isn't. I don't think oh. that's going to be it. Like, no. Like, I can see you getting all roiled up and I'm like, I feel like we've just given the surface with Bob. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, he's definitely he's a, he definitely has said and will say more crap. But yeah. like, seriously, so you're telling me that the key to the future of this company is direct consumer. Do you not think that your parks and resorts are? Because clearly they are. Like, parks and resorts will always be the future of the Walt Disney Company because that's where it all started. And of course, things will chop and change. But like, the future will always be parks and resorts. You should organize a meeting with Bob. Oh gosh, Jesus! I kill him. I don't think anybody speaks to him the way that you're speaking about him. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Pa- Mr. Chavak? Yeah, you're shit. <laughs> you're uh, busy, here. <laughs> She's roiled up. <laughs> I just come in like with spreadsheets and just <laughs> like fucking rolled, rolled with architecture diagrams. But with like my spare <laughs> juicy and mini mouse ears on, and I'm like, Excuse me! <laughs> Does this look direct to consumer for you? Does it? (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, one final little question. Um, are you excited to go back to a Disney park, Amy? Yeah, I'm <laughs> so excited. Besides. I was hoping to go to one this year. Yeah, yeah I know. Me I too. Hoping, yeah, I was hoping to go to one with Adam because Adam has been before, I've been before, but we've never been together, which mm-hmm. is shameful considering how long we've been together. Um, I haven't said that, I've only been to a park once. So <laughs> it's not like I just go gallivanting off all the time and leave him at home. Um, yeah, we were hoping to go this year. That's probably not going to happen. And then during lockdown, we were looking at all these amazing deals that would be around for his birthday in February. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, that would be great. But I think I think the killer could potentially be um Gosh. no, what I meant, I think the one that I'm most looking forward to mm-hmm. if it goes ahead is a certain someone's a special birthday next year. Oh wink wink, hush hush. Wink, wink, hush, hush. <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> but I think uh, I think that would be pretty incredible if okay. it goes ahead. I truly agree. Now let's see if Sinead left that bit in. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. We know, I actually don't know how long this has gone for. It's probably a little bit shorter than we normally do. Or actually, our podcast usually like dramatically long for no reason whatsoever other for the fact that me and Sinead can't shut up so maybe you actually got to the end of this one and if so congratulations thanks so much for listening <laughs> if you want to follow us on Instagram it's at Mickey Waffles Pod if you want to follow us on Twitter it's the exact same name sans the S if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts please do and if you don't have an Apple phone please grab your friends and leave a review on theirs yeah that's pretty much it anything else to say Amy? no excellent once again <laughs> Thanks so much, Jamie, for joining me. She'll probably be here next week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. prepared. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.